Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study teaching right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Glad you can be with us today if you're live or glad you could find us however you found us, whenever you found us, uh, sharing God's Word as the truth it is in its righteous context. And I'm so thankful that we're learning these things today, that the Bible is really a, a brighter and brighter, uh, a more clear picture of Jesus Christ as we study the Word of God. That's the portrait God is painting in the Word. He is our Genesis. He is our Revelation. And when He comes riding on that white horse, the Bible says He'll be wearing a vesture dipped in blood that blood that he shed for us at Calvary, and his name is the Word of God. And he will judge and make war in righteousness, not physically, not fleshly, with big biceps and swords. and In righteousness he judges and makes war. That means through who he is as the Son of God and what he did as the Lamb of God for you and me at Calvary. Glory to God, that's good news. Here on this eighth day of April 2019, this is part 15 of our chapter 6 of Romans. So grab your Bibles, your faithful pencil, and your paper, and let's dig in this morning. We're excited about uh, especially this sixth chapter of Romans. This is, you might as well, if, you, if you've begun to understand uh, the message of the cross, if you've begun to uh, learn how to live for God, which is through the same way you got saved, by faith alone in the cross of Christ, then you're very excited when you hear Romans 6, 7, and 8 taught when you are learning that. And here, here's the thing about it. Romans 6, and really all of the Bible, but especially Romans 6, reveals so many wonderful things about <clears throat> what really happened at Calvary, how we really live the Christian life, <clears throat> not what we do, but how we live the Christian life in victory without sin dominating us, and, and really just... Uh, living a life without fruit, living a life full of excuses as to why I should have, but I didn't. I didn't, but I did. That's not the life of true Christianity. And when you begin to learn Romans chapter 6, then you begin to learn what it means to be discipled. That way, the word disciple means learner. And unless someone's faith is in the cross of Christ, they cannot learn. Jesus said, unless you take your cross up and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot learn of him. It takes faith in the sacrifice, not and something, that and that alone, for you to be able to learn like you should. That's why I get so excited when we get to Romans chapter 6. We're, we're rolling through this, and it is very powerful for those of us who will let everything else go that has truly been a waste of time all the fads and schemes that men have brought into the church and with all the books they've written about all these things and if you'll do this or that or those three things or these 12 steps that God will, it's all a bunch of hocus pocus, uh, black magic, white magic, witchcraft all together. It's not of God. God gave His only Son. God sent His Word to heal them and to deliver them from all destruction. And that, that all destruction is all the destruction is from sin. 
And no, I don't care what it is that's ailing you, what it is that's got you hindered from being the witness to God as you should, a testimony to all people as you should, the cross of Christ, who He was and what He provided in that place alone is what you're looking for. If you've not known that all your 40 years of being a Christian, I'm not being ugly, but we've wasted 40 years. Don't get mad, get glad that you don't have to waste another minute. And if you've not heard these teachings, then I encourage you to go back and begin in Romans chapter 1, verse by verse with us. It's all, all these teaching sessions are located on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Again, that's Curtis Hutchinson 316. Romans 1, verse by verse. <laughs> Romans chapter 6 and verse uh, 13 is where we will end up, but I have to back up a couple of verses and read through it, so join me in doing that. We'll start in, uh, let's just start in verse 10, and I'll try not to get hung up as we move to get to verse 13 today. For in that he, Christ, died, he died unto sin, that's the sin nature, once for all, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. Only way to live unto God is through death, faith in his death. Likewise, you also reckon, consider, account it as happened to you, you also yourselves to be dead, look, indeed unto the sin nature, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that refers back to the previous verse, through faith in his death. There's only one object of faith, and that's the death of Jesus. The object of faith is not healing. It's not deliverance. It's not this and that. The object of faith for healing, for deliverance, for the provision, for the power of God, for the presence of God. The only object of faith is the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ. There are many things, and you need to hear this, there are many things we should be believing God for, but there's only one thing God has given us to place our faith in, and that's Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. And I've explained this many times, but when you go back to earlier in this sixth chapter, you'll see that when you placed your faith in the death of Jesus, that's exactly where the Holy Spirit, Romans 6, 3, immersed you, baptized you into that death. That's In God's plan, he saw his son dying for you, representing you so well, dying unto that sin nature for you, but your faith in Christ and in what he was doing there in dying for you, God also saw you being crucified with him. Hallelujah. That's good news. So, likewise, just like Jesus died for you unto the sin nature, you need to reckon daily, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed unto the sin nature, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's only through Jesus Christ our Lord that we can live unto God. I didn't say go to church. I didn't say do the, I'm talking about living, the experience laying hold on eternal life. His name is Jesus. He is our eternal life. The first Adam brought eternal death 
to the human race. And God sent the last, the second Adam, the last Adam, his son, the Lord from heaven, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 47. And Jesus is our eternal life, our abundant life. It's only found in him. And you have to get out of Adam for all the fam- all the people on the earth are born into this life in Adam. With eternal death, the sentence of eternal death upon them. But our faith, our believing from the heart unto righteousness, that righteous work of Christ at Calvary, we move from a place of eternal death to eternal life. God translates us out of the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. Hallelujah. But it's only through faith, only, not faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, and you're anything. Come on, guys. We, 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 we've been in this reformation for 500 years when, when the Lord revealed to Martin Luther we're justified by faith only. Faith, not faith and something I have to do. We're so prone to think we got to add to something Jesus said was finished and we twist scriptures. We're so self-centered and so legalistic in our minds that we can twist scripture to make scripture sound like it. we have got to commit, we've got to do something to add to what Jesus did. You need to know he paid it all at Calvary. He finished the work that had been finished from the foundation of the world, Hebrews 4 and 3. Think about that. He says here in verse 12, Let not sin, therefore, the sin nature, let not the sin nature, and let me stop right here for those who are new, who are watching this broadcast. There are 16 times in this 6th chapter of Romans that the word sin is used. So don't tell me sin is not uh, uh, the issue. One time in this entire 6th chapter of Romans is the word used as a verb. That means to literally commit an act of sin. Verb, a verb is an action word and it's on sin out of the 16 times it's used in this 6th chapter of Romans it's only used once as a verb speaking of actually committing a sin the other 15 times it is a noun it's used as a noun speaking of that old man that you were before you were born the sin nature that old man that was the one born in Adam he he could not be he could not do a good deed he could not please God he could not go to heaven he could not do anything but be put to death the wages of that sin nature that old sinful man was death he had to die Jesus died for us our faith in him imputes his righteousness to us and makes new creations. He makes us new creations. He does not use anything of the old. He makes, we are brand new creations. Behold, the the word of God says, all things have become new and all the old things have passed away. God doesn't take anything from the old to build the new. He makes completely new creations in Christ. Hallelujah. That's good news. Praise God. You're not a product if you're born again and in Christ. You're not a product of your past. You're a product of what Christ did at Calvary. That ought to make you shout right there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So 
I need to always share that about the 15 times the word sin is used as the sin nature. And don't dare uh, read uh, the New Testament. When you get over to 1 John, if you don't know the difference between sin as committing an act and sin as referring to the old man you used to be, that sin nature, if you don't know that, when you get over to 1 John, there's going to be some things you, you, you're just not going to understand. There is absolutely no way you're going to understand it uh, when you get over to 1 John and some other places. You're just not going to know what to do with it. So uh, you need to learn that. You need to See that. Look it up for yourself. Get you a, a good concordance and see that what I'm telling you is in fact true. And so let's read this in verse 13, Romans chapter 6. Neither yield, and the word yield here means to present. To present. Neither yield or present your members, that means you, your body, the way you function, as instruments and the word and I can't wait for you uh, to go and look this up for yourself you're going to get a real big uh, blessing out of this the word instruments means weapons it literally this word means weapons so watch this neither yield neither present you your members as weapons of unrighteousness like that weapons that you uh, you know weapons instruments of unrighteousness uh, uh, commit you know presenting our members the way we live uh, as in, in like we're in defense of unrighteousness. Watch this. Neither yield or present ye your members as instruments weapons of unrighteousness unto sin, unto the sin nature, serving the sin nature, but yield, present yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Faith in what Christ did, not 30 years ago. Faith today, right now, refuting, letting go of everything, all the schemes and fads of men. Faith right now. Now faith is the substance of that which I'm hoping for, the very evidence of the things I cannot see. Watch this. Unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments, as weapons of righteousness unto God. Now you need to really think about this. And in Romans chapter 6, as we get a little further, a few more verses into this, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to uh, uh, learn. If your heart is pure, if you're honest, and you just take God's Word for what it says, and you let go of previous teachings by men that did not know the truth of the cross in the scriptures, if you if you let go of your agendas and maybe what you're after, but you've got to hear the Holy Spirit would say, for those who have ears to hear, who are they? Who are those who have ears to hear? Jesus said that several times in his teaching. For those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Well, hearing only comes by faith and faith in the Word of God. Hearing comes by faith and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith cannot come unless it comes by us hearing the word of God. Now think about that. And all God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. 
You can't just read a verse and use it for your own context for whatever purpose you want to use it for. The entirety of God's Word is about Jesus. It points you to Jesus. It's a great portrait of Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Who He is to you through what He did at Calvary. Glory to God. You don't ever need to forget that. So watch this. And this is what I was going to say. You're going to hear and you're going to learn in the next few verses of Romans chapter 6. And this is why you don't need to uh, turn it off, forget. You need to put a reminder on your phone. I've got to listen to this. Monday's at 8.30, Thursday's at 8.30. I've got to hear this because here's what you're going to see. Here's what you're going to see in the next few verses in the sixth chapter. And it is very blunt, it is very plain, it is very simple for those who have understanding. Listen, here's what you're going to see and understand and come to learn. You cannot serve God unless you're serving righteousness. And you cannot serve righteousness unless you're yielded to that truth that made you a servant of righteousness. And that, my friends, is that form of doctrine which made you free from sin and made you a, a servant of righteousness, that being the gospel, the message of the cross. That is the form of doctrine that delivered you from sin, made you free from nothing else has God done to make men free from sin. Nothing else. You cannot be forgiven of your sin unless your faith is in the shed blood of Jesus. The, listen, where there is no shed blood, there is no remission of sins. Where there is no faith in the cross of Christ, there is no remission of sins. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's, I'm going to say that again because we're going to see that in plain writing. We're not going to twist the Scriptures to make it say something we want to say. We're going to just believe God's Word. We're going to be those who have ears to hear. Again, those who have ears to hear are hearing the Word of God in its righteous context. Remember, all God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel, from faith that comes by hearing God's word in the gospel context, the righteous context, to faith, because the just shall live by faith. And that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if our faith is not in the Lamb of God and what he did for us at Calvary, then our faith is not really in the word of God in its righteous context. It cannot be. If what Christ did at Calvary is not enough, and I'm being told I've also got to, and whatever they name, that means my faith in God's eyes is really not in the cross. It's in my works. Because when I add to what Jesus did, I turn a gift in to something that's no longer a free gift. I also and being told I have to work. I have to, and maybe not for salvation, but maybe you've been told that all your life for sanctification. You've got to do these three things. If you do these three things, this one thing, whatever it is, to have the presence, the power, and the provision of God, you've been lied to all, your, all these years. And don't be mad that you've thrown away years. The devil will tell you there's no way that God would have let you throw away years, but God let a generation of probably millions of people be washed away by a flood he sent because they would not accept the righteousness 
of the word of God being preached by that preacher of righteousness, Noah. You need to hear that today. So let me say it again. Nobody can serve God unless they're serving righteousness. And nobody can serve righteousness unless they're yielded to that same truth, that form of doctrine that made them a servant of righteousness, that being the message of the cross, the gospel, the truth. All three of those are the same. The message of the cross, the gospel, and the truth. Those are all three the same. And you need to hear these things. You need to know these things. We've been in churches where God has not planted us for years. Some people have been in local churches all their 70 years, 80 years on this earth where God did not plant them. I want you to know that. When God plants you in a local church, it will be a place where you can flourish. Listen, if your preacher doesn't know the truth of how to live in victory where the sin nature can't dominate you no more or he's telling you you don't even have a sin nature, and listen, you, you, you planted yourself. After he tells you the gospel and you're born again, he can't help you at all. There is absolutely no help coming from that pulpit. I want you to think about that. All these churches in the world that are full of people, whether it's 10 or 10,000 and 10, once they're born again, without the truth of the cross for daily living, there is nothing to offer. There's nothing to offer. If I don't know how to live for God, then I'm just sitting listening to somebody who's using God's Word out of its context. If, my, if the preacher doesn't know how to share God's Word in its righteous context, which means when he opens this holy book, God's Word, he's always pointing to Christ and what he did at Calvary, for there's the only avenue of righteousness. It only comes by grace, and grace only comes through my faith in the death of Jesus, not some time ago, only when I was saved, but today. Faith can't come unless my it comes by me hearing God's Word and hearing God's Word in its righteous context. First time you heard the God, God's Word, you heard it in, I hope it was when you got born again, it was because you heard God's Word in its righteous context about the Redeemer doing a righteous work for you at Calvary. And when you believe that from the heart unto His righteousness, what He did at Calvary, you were saved. And that's the way we live our entire Christian life. We're prideful and arrogant and self-centered and, and before long we think we've got to add to the cross. You can't do it, my friends. And let me tell you something today. Let me say this. It's very heartbreaking to have to say this and to know this. Nobody on the planet today is serving God unless they're serving righteousness. And nobody on the planet in the church today is serving righteousness unless they're yielded faith in that message, that form of doctrine that freed them from sin, keeps them free from sin, and made and allows them to be servants of righteousness. Amen. And what I'm saying is true. It doesn't just automatically work. If it did, the book of Galatians didn't really need to be written. If you can fall from grace, the place where God doesn't function, doesn't work, God, God's grace is God at work. And if we fall from grace, that means we've fallen from the place God can work. Because, listen, not because we committed a sin. 
we don't fall from grace. We fall from grace when we're trusting in something other than the only place grace comes from. The only avenue in which God works, which is the cross of Christ. That is the truth that made us free. And God only works in truth. Psalms 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. Now let me tell you something. If you're a pastor and you're listening to me and you're scared to get down on this narrow, this narrow path, you're hurting your congregation. You've taken matters into your own hands and you think you will determine what they need to hear. You don't want to be this blunt. You don't want to be this narrow-minded. You're hurting your congregation. There will be those that love this. You don't determine, pastor. You don't determine what people can handle and what they can't. You give them the truth. You give them the truth. And those who are really preaching the message of the cross, the Bible says that the path of the just shall shine more until that perfect day. And what does that mean? That means the, the, more, the path of the... Listen, God ain't shining His light on nothing else but the path of the just. The, the, the just live by faith. Faith and the sacrifice alone. That light, who is Christ, is getting brighter and brighter to us, revealing just how narrow the path is. People accuse us all the time. You're preaching such a narrow path. You're acting the way you preach. Nobody can come. Listen, Jesus said there's going to be few that find it. He didn't put a narrow path here to exclude the multitudes. He put it here so that whosoever will believe in Him, keep their faith in Him, can be saved, live saved, and watch the light of who He is grow brighter and brighter and brighter until we find Him in the clouds when He comes for us. Hallelujah. You need to hear that. Don't hold back the narrowness of the gospel thinking you may lose your job or you may run off some people who just can't handle it. That's not up to you. That's not up to you. Your mission, my mission, is to share the gospel in its narrow form. To share the gospel. Jesus already told us there's going to be few that find it, and when we don't just preach it in its narrow form, then we're hurting those that God is trying to reach for. We're hurting people. Amen, Brother Curtis. Amen. So, neither, I know a lot of people won't, won't, won't go for that. They think they're in charge, not the Holy Spirit, but they're in charge. The Holy Spirit is going to reveal truth. And truth is who Jesus is and what he did at Calvary. There's, I, I, I was recently told that there was uh, one minister who, who, who got a church and, and you know, claims he's preaching the message of the cross. And, 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 and listen, he made this comment, there's more than cross in the Bible which proves why he don't like when we preach Psalms 33, 4. All God's works are done in truth. And, and, and I can't hardly believe somebody wouldn't like me for preaching exactly the same words that God has said. Same words God has didn't twist it, didn't change it. All God's works are done in truth. Truth is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. We love people enough to let the word of God be presented as truth so that righteousness can be displayed. And remember, if we're not preaching truth, which is always tied to Calvary, righteousness cannot be shown. Amen. Righteousness, and there's scriptures to prove this, the righteousness of Christ, which is only seen through Calvary, is really what makes the path of the just 
shine so bright. It's the righteousness of Christ which is only seen through what he did at Calvary that makes the path of the just shine so bright. Hallelujah. So preach the gospel, preacher. Preach the gospel. Don't worry about what other people are doing or not doing that you've looked up to in the past. There will be many. You need to go back and read that Frodsham, Stanley Frodsham prophecy in these last days. It could be me. It could be you. Listen, people who've preached this strongly are going to fall away being desensitized by, by uh, family members or uh, money or, or work. Many things during these perilous, which means difficulty, difficult times, fierce difficult times that will come and attack your ministry and you'll know when you're under attack because there's going to be a temptation there to milk this down, to stay away from the narrowness of this gospel. But let me assure you, the narrowness of this gospel is the brightness of this gospel. Don't let it go for the sake of persons. Respect of persons. Respect of money. Respect the Lord through faith in the gospel and preach this gospel. When you open this Bible, may every person that leaves our Bible studies and leaves our worship service not be saying, wow, now, no, may they be saying, thank God, Jesus did it all. Hallelujah, he finished it. And now what I'm called to do, it can be done by the Holy Spirit because my faith is in that object God gave us so that he could work the works of Christ in me by his Spirit. We're blessed today. We're learning things today we've never known before. And some people are scared of that. Some people, just because they've never heard anything. Let me tell you about what you've never heard before. And I know i got to close. <laughs> is it in the Bible? And is the Scripture being used to point to the one who said the Scriptures are about him and what it is about him that allows the Scriptures to pertain to you, which is what he did at Calvary. Mm, see, that's good. Never forget that. Just because you've never heard something you're hearing today or whenever doesn't mean it's not from the Lord. Is it actually in the Bible and is it pointing you to the one who paid the price for all the provision from the Lord you will ever need at Calvary? Not what you do. There. You can grow there, you can learn there, you can grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and His grace, His knowledge and His grace you can grow in. I sure am glad you've tuned in today. I can't wait for Thursday morning. I'm excited about this. Didn't get to dig into this too deep, but God gave us what we needed. He puts the bread needed on the table. Be encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord. We love you. That's why we show up t three times a week, Friday mornings at 9. We're teaching on righteousness. Uh, join us live at 9 a.m. Central Time on Fridays for uh, this righteousness series we're doing. And I know that God's going to bless you superbly. So until next time, which is Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.